I think people are motivated to do things in two man two ways. One is to motivate to drive towards a goal, mm-hmm. and the other one, which I think is a bigger motivator, to is run away from the pain. Mm-hmm. If you can work the two, make sure you learn from the past. Don't live in it. Yeah. It's really important to remember, remember. Remember the mistakes, but don't live in live it in because it. it was painful, right? Sure. You're going to be miserable. Just make plans to make sure you never go back again, mm-hmm. and then go towards your goals. You got double this the the power. Mm-hmm. Because everybody says goal set, goal set. Yeah, but what about the fuck yeah, you did in yeah, the past, exactly. right? Learn, Learn from, from that. It. Make sure you don't make the same mistakes and go forward towards your goal. The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefer Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, Alphas, to a new episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today, I have a special guest, a very special guest, an alpha, a gladiator. He's a brother. He's a mentor. He's a family to me. And people around me knows that my circle is extremely small, but my circle doesn't get complete without the gladiator. He reminds me a lot of myself. His fingers is on a bunch of stuff. He's a successful businessman. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's on the top rich list in the UK, his father, he's a son, and he's a husband. And he's, I would say, a guy that makes it. He went from $750 to millions in a very quick way. He made money, he lost money, he made money, he lost money, he made it again. He has a very thick skin. But most importantly, he's a brother to me, and it's always a pleasure talking to him. And I'm very happy to have Daryush Sudi in my podcast today. Welcome, Daryush, to the Alpha Talks podcast, and it's a pleasure having you today. Brother, I'm honored. I appreciate it. Wow. Thank you so much. Have a good day. I'm going to leave on a high. <laughs> really, wow. it's a pleasure Thank you, you so much. You know, it's really strange hearing it from another person. It really is, because we always have these self-doubts and all sorts of things going on. When you're saying it, I'm like, I might better pinch myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. But to, really. be, to be, you know, more than any, screw the money, everything else, but to be consider as your inner circle is an honor and it's so, really true i've never said it to people so it's you better re- not have it. if i yeah. hear everyone on your podcast <laughs> you'll see that's it i shall block you you really <laughs> see but really my circle is very small and that's what i learned in life the more your circle is small you have acquaintances whatever but the more you build and bond much better once your circle is small so before we start let's say that somebody saw our podcast the thumbnail the title uh, on YouTube, Spotify, whatever. And they thought it's interesting. What can we promise them that they will have if they gave us their time today? 100% inspiration. Like, because, you know, when you and I have a lar- large amount of followers, but the most common thing I hear is that your story resonates with True. somewhere along the way, somebody's driving, listening, on the toilet, whatever they are yeah. listening to, they'll be like, oh, that's me. True. That, not literally on the toilet, but, you know, <laughs> I'm but in that <laughs> moment in life. Yes. True. So, hoping that they inspire them to feel that they're not on their own. True. That this is, can happen to anyone. Because often when we have problems, we think it's our only, we're the only one with the same Absolutely problem. true, true. You know, that's the best answer I got. I've asked this question in all the interviews I had. That's the best answer I got. You always inspire me. Thank you, sir. So before we start, can you tell me, who's their use in a nutshell for people? Who's their use? I've been on many training courses. It's personal development courses. Yeah. And you know what my nickname, just coincidence, has been lost. Lost. And I think Darish is a seeker. Darish is somebody who's constantly trying to find his place in life, his purpose, um, his gifts. So Darish is always inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And asks the questions all the time. Mm-hmm. I never settle. So I realized that the quality of your life depends on the conversations you have with yourself. True. So that's Darius. The fact that there's money in, out, it's just energy. Feeling lost is something bad. I think if you're lost, 
imagine you're naked in a room with no light, mm-hmm. right? You feel cold, scared, vulnerable. But if you're in a room, you're naked, it's totally blacked out, but there's a hole with the light shining through, mm-hmm. you feel there's a purpose. You're going to go towards it. So it's different, same situation, but I think you can be lost with a purpose. You can be lost with a, a goal, a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so being lost is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Being lost brings you certain amount of um, insecurities. True. Mm-hmm. Great entrepreneurs can handle large amounts of insecurity. Mm-hmm. You and I True. take massive risks. Yeah. Most people can't. So the moment they feel lost, they revert back to safety. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs feel lost and go for it because you know that comes with the territory. So it all depends how you, again, the conversations you have. True. What's some of the voices better? Yeah, but <laughs> What's your motivation like? Motivation yeah. to be, to leave the most amazing, amazing uh, for my children, you know, a legacy. Legacy. Leave the most amazing legacy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this soon shall pass. I'm in the second half of my life. And well into the second half of my life. And most of my life is behind me. And I know how short life can be mm-hmm. and um old age is a blessing but when i go i want to leave some amazing history track record i help people i inspired individuals and we did great things you know he said help people for the record Daryush is the only man and a friend and a brother that once i ask him something before i finish finish the sentence i find the phone number comes to my whatsapp And he tells me, call this guy. He will solve you this problem. I really honor this in you. Pleasure. And, but tell me why you feel that you need to help people to that extent. You know, everybody can say, I will help you. And it takes forever. But sure. on the spot, you do it. I think it's just automatic, right? And people help others. They want to return. Mm-hmm. So it's conditional. Love, mm-hmm. Okay. I like to think I love unconditional. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I've helped people who never said thank you, taking it for a granted, stole from mm-hmm. me, everything. And, I, and I'm not stupid, right? And I think, but you know what? I'm not going to ever change my character. Sure. I'm always going to help. And there's going to be a majority of people who don't appreciate it, mm-hmm. who don't respect it, And they think you're a fool for help, right? So be it. Because at the end of the day, I look in the mirror, I have my own God to answer to. Absolutely. I love that, uh, seriously. Let's move a little bit backwards to the UK time. Sure. What made you leave UK? And... I know the story, but I, I want everybody to hear it because the action that you did to leave, it's really honorable. As a gladiator, it's absolutely honorable. And why did you choose Dubai? We used to come on holiday. My sister and her husband used to live in Dubai with their two daughters. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was like, we had a really good business. We had health clubs, marketing companies and everything, myself and my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And we used to bring our children here. And it was one evening there was an event for my niece mm-hmm. and it was a dance event. And the week before there was a dance event of my daughter in England. Mm-hmm. Now, if you imagine we turn up in this old church, we park the car and it's like wooden floors crackling, there's spider webs, there's dust everywhere. And there's an old woman on a piano and my beautiful daughter and her colleagues or whatever friends are dancing ballet in this old church. Total embarrassment, right? But you just accept it. A week later, We go be invited to Dubai for a dance event for my niece. Mm-hmm. They're in Jumeirah Beach Hotel, tennis courts. There's booths everywhere for popcorn, hot dogs. <laughs> the sound system is the size of the freaking church that we were in. Totally different experience. And this is happening. They're doing moonwalk to Michael Jackson. I turn around and my ex-wife and I were crying because we were like, oh my God, our daughter could have this. And mm-hmm. then she's got this old church hall. I never forget that feeling, but we were comfortable. Mm-hmm. So circumstances happened, and I, I'll, I'll share with you later mm-hmm. in the audience, that, that Dubai was a goal. I wanted that standard. Ah, so Dubai was a goal. It ah. was a standard, yeah. but I never, there was no, never an urgency. Mm-hmm. True. They mm-hmm. were like, we have to go by this time. Mm-hmm. It was just one day, yeah. one day. And maybe that day will never have come. And especially what like, everybody portray UK and London is something amazing. But Dubai is also on, like, it's a hidden pearl, I would I say. Think- London is totally different for the rest of England. Yeah, okay, true, totally right, different. Yeah, correct. Within the M25, yeah. it's cosmopolitan, international, it's really good. But now it's not the same as it mm-hmm. was 10 years ago. You can't wear a nice watch in the middle of London. You can't mm-hmm. have your phone or put it on a table yeah. in a coffee shop. It's, it's terrible. Knife crimes high. So London isn't what it used to be. We lived in Manchester. Mm-hmm. There's ignorance. There's, yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a Muslim. Mm-hmm. My name is Mohammed mm-hmm. Darius Sudi. Yeah. 
So I, there was lots of prejudice towards me. And I just grafted. I just thought, well, here's the thing. I'm a refugee. And I've got to work twice as hard as Peter Jones, mm -hmm. Peter David Smith. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm in their country. I'm a minority. I just have to work harder. Mm -hmm. Okay, And we did good. We did good. Mm -hmm. uh, Ying Yang of my ex-wife and I, she's mm -hmm. very conservative. She's systemized, uh, operationally driven. Mm -hmm. I'm risk taker. And together, it worked very, very well. Um, but then we grew apart. We became more friends than lovers, and we decided to divorce mm -hmm. or stay as friends. And I decided that she, and then she came to Dubai because we had some properties mm -hmm. here. And she found some. She found love in Dubai mm -hmm. and stayed. Mm -hmm. So I decided to look after my kids. And she was happy with it. There's no, I wanted to look after my kids. Mm -hmm. So I was a single dad. I, at that time, I met my future wife, mm -hmm. but she was in Spain at the time. And one evening, because I was quite well known, I was on a like said, mm -hmm. rich list and I was on TV shows and stuff. One day, this knock on the door, one evening, about 7.30. And then I'm shouting at my kids. Somebody answered the door, somebody answered. And they, I think one was on listening to music, the one was playing Xbox. Mm -hmm. So um, I put my top on coming down the stairs and I open the door, a woman break into the Oof. house, uh, pinned me against the wall. I was a, one guy who had a knife to my neck, literally pressing. And he was saying, let me cut him, let me cut him. And I, and I didn't know what was letting cut him. I was like, cut what? <laughs> he was saying, let me cut his neck. Poof. Okay. And um, he said, we know who you are, blah, 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 blah. I said, uh, and we want 250000 from you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, your children go to the school, we know the address of this, this, this. So I don't carry that kind of cash. Don't know how they left with a promise I'll pay him tomorrow. That sales negotiation. I swear. <laughs> I swear, right? But all the time, I could there was the door and my daughter was on the other side of the door and all I could hear was her singing. And I was thinking, please God, don't open the door mm -hmm. because if she'd seen that, God knows what would have happened somewhere and she would have marked for the rest of her life. Right? So I wasn't worried about my health. But anyway, that evening I reported it to police within half an hour. They got caught. Mm -hmm. They found their fingerprints on my doorbell. <laughs> Idiots. Total absolute <laughs> Idiots. morons. And, um, and uh, they found my address in the car. So anyway, they got that some of the story. Mm -hmm. um, but that night, I, I thought they have friends, they have family. So what am I going to do? Not true. Yeah. Right? So they could come back and say, release them or I'll kill your family. So I put them, uh, I took the kids to the airport hotel and flew them to Dubai. That's a sudden, a transitional sudden. moment. And I'm close to my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I know that, close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I lost my family. And then... Um, I drove from Manchester to southern Spain in 48 hours. You didn't think about what you have in UK, what you built in UK. I hate, I detested everything suddenly. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, I, I never went back to that house. I never. Had it empty, everything. So very next morning, mm -hmm. I got a police escort, mm -hmm. packed my car, never went back to that house. Went from Manchester to Dover, took the train, went through France, through Spain, 48 hours. I was shaking. My eyes was like this. I drove nonstop to be with my partner at the time. I had several houses, mm -hmm. took a month of sabbatical, and then I thought, this is, I don't want to go back. This is, what is this rubbish? And then I went back and had a heart attack. Oof. And uh, in the hospital, I just said, that's it. This is God telling me. You know, mm -hmm. when you say, Science. give me a sign. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, here it is. <laughs> lightning bulb hits the car, falls. Any sign will do, God. <laughs> People shooting you, True. lions attacking. Any sign will do, God, right? So I thought, this is it. This is it. And for whatever reason, I decided September 2009 was going to be the date it was going to come over. I went mm -hmm. to, I was so honest, safe, because I hadn't mm -hmm. been preparing to negotiate. Put the business off for sale. Gave one of them away to a member of staff. Uh, somebody came over. What was running in your head? What was I wanted running? to run away. I mm -hmm. wanted to be with my kids. When I was, they said, you know, you got a good chance of dying. Mm -hmm. I, I swear heard it's like seventy-five percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, oh, you've done your homework. Yeah. yeah. So I thought to myself, you know what? This is not my time. I'm not going to die. But I was crying. Tears were running down my eyes because I was thinking, I don't want to die alone. That was my only thought. So if this is my time, this is my time. I don't think it is because I've got so much to give, but um, I don't want to die alone. And that was, my, that was my decision. I didn't want to be alone anymore. So I just decided to be with the kids, put them first. Put the business on sale. Yeah. So they came over. I got gazumped. A guy, a lady and a family came over and said, we'll buy the business. Here's 10%. I paid the debts. I paid this. I paid loans, everything else off. And then 90% they didn't pay me. No way. Just sue us. <sighs> 
and they came you to knew me. you were traveling yes because yeah. i was honest yeah. true i was honest yeah. i said i'm going because of this reason that's the date i'm going to and it's a sewers so i went to spain literally sold everything in the three houses i had left the key safe on the on the kitchen water and i never went back because i knew if i had anything attachment in europe i'll always be going back mm -hmm. so i thought the best thing to do is burn my burn my boats burn my bridges and just go forward and make it happen Poo. so i didn't go bankrupt i wish i had because mm -hmm. if i'd gone bankrupt i would have had some money mm -hmm. i paid everybody off walked away from lots of could have taken it to court gone back and forth and i came to dubai with nothing what was the main thing that attracted you in dubai the safety because the sudden no no, no. i actually you know what for a long mm -hmm. period of time i hated anybody a, a group of men ah uh, yeah mm -hmm. something yeah, yeah. You know, itches. I, the mm -hmm. moment i meant more than two three mm -hmm. men i felt like they could, mm -hmm. you know it was something i'd recognized in mm -hmm. me that i didn't like mm -hmm. groups of people so i was i was an intro but i wasn't scared mm -hmm. safety wasn't it interesting is that first of all sheikh mohammed mm -hmm. his vision, vision his vision and also i like to think in my own little thing i'm a visionary now in manchester manchester is in a valley mm -hmm. and the romans built it because it's of a cotton industry right mm -hmm. so you need damp to work cotton so i felt i was always under a cloud it was it was claustrophobic uh, in mm -hmm. a valley with the clouds yeah. gray clouds and i couldn't be a visionary the moment i came to dubai the sun was shining and i could see distances and i felt i could actually see ahead, ahead. Uh -huh. see the future mm -hmm. and i didn't drink i don't drink mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. but i didn't drink at all then because mm -hmm. i was playing a lot of squash mm -hmm. and sports i never really fitted in I never really fitted in the English car because they all after salespeople then to go to the pub afterwards to talk about this. True. And I used to go home to my family. So when I came here, I went to Iran. It, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. In Iran, they've gone mm -hmm. back 200 years. And I thought Dubai was the closest thing because they celebrated Islam. Mm -hmm. They have the European That's, mindset, mm -hmm. systems, and true. everything. So it was perfect. And right time, right place. Recession had just hit. Never in the history of Dubai, mm -hmm. recession had hit. And that's the time where people needed fixing mm -hmm. so i became a fixer of business and you found this opportunity yeah was a tough time uh, was it a tough time i wouldn't wish it on anybody not that i had no money i lived in a maid's room had no car getting around out and about in summer heats you know some people look at us or entrepreneurs in general on social media and say that they live a life it's an amazing one we wish we want this kind of life but one of the things that they don't see which is the important thing which is the challenges the failures the obstacles you had a phase in your life that your diet was two cups of coffee and a donut a day a day that's pretty tough do you know what, what was, did you learn do you know yeah. what was tougher my friend yeah. that my children didn't go to school for six months i couldn't afford to pay the school fees and i had to look at them every day that i could have lived on mm. nothing just water but to have your children look at you like that this is bad mm. like, that was soul destroying so your family was your motivation yes always happy really? my kids mm -hmm. And also, no, there's other motivation, but they're the, mm -hmm. the biggest. Um, what was interesting mm -hmm. was, here's how difficult things were. Those wonderful people who attacked me at my house. Can I swear on you, Alpha? <laughs> Can I swear? <laughs> Go ahead. Those MFs <laughs> Go ahead. who attacked me at my house, they were computer savvy. So listen to this, my friend. Mm -hmm. When they went to court, and I had to go to court as a witness, the police did a deal with them. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't even went to say anything i had to go see them i had to sit across the desk from them and the police did a deal with them that if they admitted guilt which they couldn't not because mm -hmm. our fingerprints was everything else they will give them six months house arrest so for six months they had to be home after six no way they had a tag on their, their ankles yeah. and i felt it was such so unjust they could ruin somebody's life nearly kill me because of this and they got six months house arrest I felt it was prejudice, mm -hmm. racism mm -hmm. in my heart. Okay, during this six months, they opened up websites against me. No way. Darius is a pedophile. Darius has got ten wives. The police are after him. The Interpol are after him. Websites everywhere. So I'll meet you, and you go. This guy is amazing. I want to yeah, hire true, him. Man. Then you go on Google. There's twenty websites, and then you go. Well, there's so much. One of it must be true. True. So not that I was just trying to live and pay bills. And you I had to lean the shit. Yeah. And I didn't know where it was coming from, right? Because it was mm -hmm. done anonymous, anonymously. But here's another pain. Not that I was getting deals. Next day, they'll cancel and not tell me why. Mm -hmm. 
I was coming home and my kids were sick. Daddy, there's another one that opened up against you. Daddy, and they were reading it. Do you know how soul-destroying that could have been? It was horrible. But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to rise and beat you. So, but did they knew that these are the people or not? The same people? I didn't have anything before. And yeah, mm, 99 points. Mm, yeah, well, mm, I'll tell you how I found yeah. out it was. So I go to England and I had no idea what the hell the internet mm -hmm. is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I found out about um, people who stalk people on the internet. And there's millions. So I went to my local MP and I said, look, I'm being stalked. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no can, you, can you help me? I'm like, oh, okay. And I suddenly had a bunch of people who were looking to me to help them. So I go to the police and I said, there's a law in England, mm -hmm. okay, that we can go and tell you to stop posting anything from now in the future about Dariush. But we can't tell you to stop what you post in the past. Back. No way. So they felt for me. They really, mm -hmm. the police officer, I can't remember his name, he really felt my pain. And then he, I'm sure it wasn't an accident. Mm -hmm. In an email, forwarded me something that had a chain of emails in the past. And it had the intruder's name on it. Two. He read me. So yeah. he forwarded me an email between. There was maybe CC'd me. Yeah. And it was the, in the chain, the, the name yeah. of yeah, the chain of the attackers. The name of the attackers. So, so now I knew mm -hmm. it was them. But again, I couldn't do anything. There's no law that mm -hmm. says take it off what you've done in the past. You can say, don't do it anymore. Right? The internet was quite yeah. new. So we got together and we went to the European Court of Justice, Human Rights, and we beat Google. No freaking way. So, yes. So I managed to clear every lie about me. But then guess what happened? I became an expert. In this. Thing, in this. Yeah. And it became our most profitable side of our business for many, many years. People were coming to me who were being stalked. And guess what? Somebody who's being a successful businessman and one of the employees saying bad things about mm -hmm. them is losing millions. They would pay anything to have their name cleared. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I didn't overcharge, but I was an expert in my field. I love when people take, um, I would not say there is a challenge or there's an obstacle or there's a failure in a way and take it and turn it into opportunity. Have you ever thought that this would turn into an opportunity Never. or not? Never. Never. At the time, you think, why me? What the, yeah. what the hell was this about? What have I done? Past lives? Mm -hmm. Afterwards, you, th you think that was the best thing that happened sure. to me. But when you're not eating, when your mm -hmm. health is suffering, when you... I remember coming here and for a week, I didn't get out of bed. I was just, because just had a heart attack, mm. lost, exhausted mentally, just couldn't get out of bed. Just go to the toilet, eat and go to bed again, just to gain my energy. So you don't wish it on anyone. Yeah. And then you look at, you know, we, we drive fast cars and stuff like this and you set yourself goals and you think every day you think, am I ever going to achieve it? Mm -hmm. you, you do, no matter how alpha or gladiator you are, you still have, my granddad used to say to me, Best of soul. He said, You have a good angel and a bad angel. Yeah. So he's got these conversations going on all the time. It's how you, who you choose okay. to listen to. Mm -hmm. So that doubt, of course, money helps, mm -hmm. uh, security helps. True. So you start listening to the good angel mm -hmm. or the bad one, but this is pretty strong when yeah. you go through shit, right? But you made it. Not really. Really, you made it. I made it. That I, I've got enough money to last me the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm looking after my family. I travel wherever I want, however, whoever I want. I don't worry about anything. I and can buy anything I want. But I think making, you know what making it is? Putting your head on that pillow and sleeping time. 100%. But you know what? I'm very proud of having you as a friend and brother to me. I'm honored. Because, Sweat you know, a lot of people that I meet, they just complain about their status and never do an action. You had all these hardships. You took an action. And part of these actions opened as an opportunity to you that you never knew that it's going to be an opportunity but always taking an action. That's why I'm extremely proud being as a friend and a brother and a family again. Brother, there is a very interesting thing that I see in your business setup, that you work with your son. This is something very much I do respect, though there is a generation difference, uh, point of views and so on and so forth. Why I'm saying this? Because I do come from the same thing. I do work also with my father, with the pluses and minuses, and, and, and. How do you see this thing? And what kind of advice would you give to people who work with their family? I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. And I don't want to be in my son's shoes. <laughs> okay. Because as entrepreneur fathers and doers, we're active fathers because I'm, mm -hmm, I'm true. your father, right? Um, we have to show everybody else that we push you twice as hard as everybody else. Because everybody in the organization won't respect you if they think you've just been gifted it. Mm -hmm. So I work, Ali, twice, four times harder than anybody else. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. And you guys are young. 
and emotional intelligence comes through time. Mm -hmm. So if he in a leadership position, I need him to have my emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. True. And that's where we're both at loggerheads. Because <clears throat> if you imagine my son saw me suffer, he saw me lose everything. So his first reaction is protect that. True. And I'm living, okay, I've been there, done it, but I don't want to live in it. Let's go forward. And if you're too protecting, you never go forward. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Okay. And he tells me he's an honor to work with him because he's, he's a boy of principles mm -hmm. and honor and everything else. But it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's very, very tough from your point mm -hmm. of view. My point of view, I'm honored to have him even be able to see my son every day. The only downside is that business is not all about money. Absolutely. Okay. Agree. It's although I brought him up not to care about what other people think. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a dilemma here. Mm -hmm. I do care about what people say about us. That are we honourable or are we ruthless? Mm -hmm. Because it's a fine line. So where we have conflict is where he recognizes, if I employ someone and let's say they oversold themselves and mm -hmm. they can't deliver, mm -hmm. a, a true businessman should say, you didn't deliver, off you go. True. Ali's a true businessman. Mm -hmm. I allow my heart to get in the way. So I keep them six months too long. Mm -hmm. And all along I say, you're right. At the same time, I want people to say, Darius, Although I let him down, mm -hmm. he gave me a fair chance. Mm -hmm. True. You see, so yeah. this is where we have conflict. When he said, Dad, nobody helped us. They're taking the piss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're not delivering what they promised. They want huge salaries every month. Part. Mm -hmm. I go, well, no, you know, just give him a chance. You know, nobody gave me a chance. Uh, <laughs> that, that type of conversation yeah. happens a lot. But do you divide the roles and responsibilities or not? Yeah, he does everything. Yeah, that's extremely okay. I just, I just, I just sit on top and guide. As as I'm getting older, I'm maybe an excuse. But as I'm getting older, not older at all. Thank yeah. you, but I'm just getting tired of people. Mm -hmm. I'm being honest with mm -hmm. you. I'm getting tired because I want to focus now more on my kids rather than dispersing all this energy. They're old now to run their businesses. Mm -hmm. So if I, my son's thirty, if he's got the energy to work with lots of people, I I've worked on him. Mm -hmm. And he can deliver the message to the masses. We have a team with my social media. Mm -hmm. So my reach is far greater than meeting people individually. Like mm -hmm. you said, I want to work on my inner circle. True. Mm -hmm. Agree. Mm -hmm. But what kind of a quick advice would you give to, I would say, parents working with their kids? Show by example. I love that. That's leadership. Show by example. Don't talk. Don't tell them to take risks when Preach. you're frightened of taking yeah, risks. Don't tell them to go out there working when you're sitting with a remote control in your hand. Yes. Mm -hmm. So action is everything. True. Leading by down. Let's switch a little bit to something I love as well. Muhammad Ali inspires you. And you have a very interesting story that I think it created a company for you based on this story. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I came here, I was, I was a consultant. And I teach Why this. Muhammad Ali first? I'll yeah, explain. This I'll explain. I teach people. It kind of two stories mm -hmm. coincide together. And I was a consultant, and I teach people that you'll never get rich selling your time. Mm -hmm. So I'm teaching people not to sell their time, and I'm selling my time. Mm -hmm. So for over three and a half years, nearly four years, I'm asking the same question. How can I have a business where I'm not selling my time? And the ants in Dubai. Mm -hmm. And I'm working seven days a week, 20 hours a week, 20 hours a day, and the answer's not coming. So the first lesson is mm -hmm. sometimes the answers don't come straight away. Okay, now go to the Muhammad Ali yeah. story. I'm age three. My dad wakes me up at early hours in the morning to watch Ali Fraser fight, mm -hmm. Ali Foreman fights. Mm -hmm. Then he dies. And all I remember from my father is sitting on his lap watching Ali fights on black and white TVs. Okay, that, that's mm -hmm. that emotional attachment, attachment I've got to Muhammad Ali and my mm -hmm. dad. I don't remember anything, mm -hmm. anything else. So I follow Muhammad Ali's career, black man in white America, Muslim mm -hmm. in a Christian America. Um, then his illness, Parkinson's disease, the champion illness. He was greatest sportsman ever lived. Totally uneducated, read poems. He was my hero in many, many anti-Vietnam when they took his belt away for three years yeah. at the peak of his career. But he was so principled in his values, they walked away from it. Mm -hmm. They called him a coward and he would face the hardest men on earth in the ring. And they dare call him a coward. 
because he said, I didn't have any issues with the Viet Cong. I don't mm-hmm. have any, you know, and he was right. He was, I was going to go to the Corona. Yeah. I'm not going to bring COVID <laughs> into this conversation yet, but he was right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was proud of, of having him as my hero. Mm. So, and I remember in late seventies, I sent the letter and I got a postcard from him in Iran with his signature on it. I was like, wow, wow. amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I heard that he went to see, I think, Liston. He was very humble. Actually. Very humble. Yeah. He went to see Liston as a mm-hmm. child and he said, oh, it wasn't somebody else. And he wanted his autograph and they just brushed him off and walked away. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I'm world champion, I'll make time for everyone. And for the rest of his life, he did. You know, that's that, I would say yeah. that's the most amazing mm-hmm. thing. He made time for everyone. He stood there signing autographs until every single person. Very respectful man. Yeah. Mm. So um, I come to Dubai and I write my goals down and we can talk about goal yeah. setting and stuff like this. And mm-hmm. one of them, I, I just had this vision that, because when I was coming on holiday and, and uh, I was in the Emirates Towers, mm. uh, there was a noodle house. Mm-hmm. And Sheikh Mohammed, the ruler of Dubai, used to go to noodle house. Mm-hmm. So I used to sit there and I said, oh, there's, he's actually was the crown prince at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he's the crown prince, but he's behind it all. Okay. And I thought, wow, what a place that I can meet the ruler. So when I came here, I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll bump into Sheikh Mohammed and I've done some research. And I said, I'll bring Muhammad Ali, who was alive at the time, mm-hmm. into Dubai. Dubai. Muhammad Ali had a center called the Ali Center that I think was his eight principles mm-hmm. of how to be great, mm-hmm. to find the greatness in a child. Mm-hmm. Okay. After what we have obesity issues and diabetes issues in UAE, mm-hmm. I'll bring him over here. So much space around True. me. I would stick him in a building, Ali Center. I'll meet my heroes, Sheikh Muhammad and Muhammad Ali. And it'd be good for everyone. I can have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I had no money, so we, I met a client. I gave him my services. Against those services, we created a video, a presentation. And I started saying, do you know anyone I up in the government? Do you know? I didn't bump into Sheikh Mohammed mm-hmm. anymore. And then um, and I, I kind of did 100 presentations. Mm-hmm. Finally, I met a junior Sheikh of Sharjah at Palace Hotel. This is three and a half years later. Everybody said, no, no, no. And he turned up, and I did the best presentation. And by that time, my presentation had gone professional. Right? <laughs> Music you, background. Yeah. I've done like 100 presentations. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. polished. And I went, da-da-da. And he went, not interested. I'm not interested in the charity. I'm not interested in that I make money. I'm not interested in an old boxer. I was diving off planes, mm-hmm. rock climbing, mm-hmm. parachuting, yes, but not interested in this. And he walked away. And I was gutted. I was gutted. So I phoned up a friend of mine. I said, I'm chasing a bad dream here. Now, at the same time, I'm asking the questions, how can I have a business? Mm-hmm. I'm not selling my time. So this is working yeah. together. Mm-hmm. No idea the two were going to connect, right? He said, have you heard of Facebook? So yeah, I have a Facebook profile. He says, let me come over. He came over and we set up a page called Muhammad Ali Center UAE. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, do some ads and we get people interested. I said, but before I do all that business, I'm, right now, I'm, I'm at the end of my patience. I want to send a letter to all my friends. I want to say, if 50 of you support you this page, I will chase my dream. So I wrote a heartfelt letter and I teach people how to write yeah. heartfelt letters, sharing my ish, things with my dad and my goal and why Muhammad Ali and the Ali Center and his eight principles and why Dubai. I wrote it. I said, if 50 of you support me, I will chase my dream i will continue my dream posted it went to bed woke up in the morning that page had a thousand followers no way <laughs> it, it gone viral my letter went viral and i think we got about numbers i've said it's in the record mm-hmm. but about about week 10 days ago over 40 odd thousand followers i had the government of egypt phone me up by the government of no india way. phone me up we want to open ali i would love to read this yeah well it's been mm-hmm. taken down yeah so i'll mm-hmm. tell you what yeah so um, we got up to 60-odd thousand. I was addicted now. I'm looking at it, and it's going up hundreds a minute. It was amazing. I became very addicted, this follower's business. When I'm driving down Sheikh Zayed Road, the phone rings, and it's an American voice. Can you be available 9.30, your time? Said, sure. So I knew it was quite important. So mm-hmm. family sitting around the table. Ali was there, mm-hmm. my daughter, my, my current wife. Phone rings. I pick it up. Mrs. Muhammad Ali. Hi, Lonnie Ali here. Is this Darish? Yes. Muhammad's following you. He just wants to say he really appreciates what you're doing and he wants to meet you. So I started panicking. I borrowed money, took a bunch of flights. I didn't do much homework. He's 
is he definitely going to be there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just said, mm-hmm. come this weekend. So I just flew, jump, jumped. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's my hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took like seven flights to get to Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I turned up like four hours early to my appointment. I was sitting in a coffee shop outside and I noticed there was a sandwich board mm-hmm. pointing to the Ali Center. And I thought, you know what? How selfish am I? Now I've got like 67, 68,000 followers. So I've never done anything but that one post, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought I should take a picture and post it. And I post page. it and say, thank you, because of you, I'm here just about to see my hero. Posted it in a few hours. I had over 7,000 replies. Bro, I was like, this Social visualizing yeah. a stadium of people talking to me. True. Right? So I thought, hang on a second. I've got these clients. I've got 30 odd clients. Mm-hmm. And they don't have proper social media pages. What if I did the social media for price of a less than a cleaner, 2,000 dirhams? Another opportunity. Got a napkin, did a business plan on a napkin. No way. While sitting in sitting this Sitting in the place. coffee shop. Yeah. Got back, got 25 clients in the first month, 50 clients. And in a year, I had over 300 clients. But that was a fake call? He was just recognizing the opportunity at the right time. And then there was only one platform yeah. then, Facebook. It wasn't like Instagram, LinkedIn. It wasn't that popular. Twitter was there, but nobody would really pay that much mm-hmm. attention to it. So it was my wife, my son, and I mm-hmm. that post until three in the morning. And to keep ourselves excited, we were like, whoever gets more likes yeah. over this will give a reward. Mm-hmm. That was so That's a nice just gaming game. And, it, you know, I started making good money. And then people came and said, well, you're doing a great job for our social media. Would you be able to um, build a website? So I'm thinking, I'm not an idiot. I know nothing about <laughs> computers. So I Googled it, researched it. So sure, took the money and hired my first employee who was a Syrian guy. Didn't speak English. To but build the website. To build a website. Didn't speak a word of English, but he was always smiling. So I brought him in and lived in our apartment, a one-bedroom apartment, all of us. So when he come in nine, we just had showered, packed our furniture yeah, yeah. aside. We were ready for an office. Hmm. And then... Um, People loved our websites and hired more team. And then they came and said, oh, I can't find the website everywhere I look. I love the story. I can't find it. So, oh, okay. So I Googled it. I said, you need SEO. Mm-hmm. So I opened Keep. up an SEO department. And then they came and said, well, it's taking a bit of time. Well, I can see our rating going mm-hmm. up, but how can I get there tomorrow? Then I said, hang on a second. Well, you need Google ads. Mm-hmm. So now we have the top 3% Google partners in the whole of MENA region. Whew. So from that Muhammad Ali, we opened companies, companies, companies. At one stage, I had nine companies. And I know nothing about IT. I know nothing about computers. You learn down the line. And hire the right people. Exactly. You know what I love? You reach the top, you hit the bottom. You reach the top, you hit the bottom. And you keep fighting. And that's really the gladiator, I would say. You know what? I'll interrupt you because I met a lot of people. And the thing is, I hate the people who always talk about the past. Which means, when I was... ABC, I used Nobody to Nobody cares. Exactly. And now he's in the bottom. And just like when I was. When I used now? to play for Manchester United. Yeah, Everybody yeah, played yeah. for Man United. Exactly. Everybody was a professional footballer. But I Nobody know gives a shit. bounce back. First of all, I, the moment you say reach the top, I reach the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. What is the top? Who is the yeah, top? Yeah, exactly. When mm-hmm. You and I will never reach mm-hmm. it because it's always striving True. to do more, right? So there's no top, okay? So we reach the bit where we're not worrying about money. Thank mm-hmm. you, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think people are motivated to do things in two man, two ways. One is to motivate to drive towards a goal. Mm-hmm. And the other one, which I think is a bigger motivator to is run away from the pain. Mm-hmm. If you can work the two, make sure you learn from the past. Don't live in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's really important to remember, remember, remember the mistakes, but don't live in living it because it. it was painful, right? Sure. You're going to be miserable. Just make plans to make sure you never go back again mm-hmm. and then go towards your goals. You got double this, the, the power. Because mm-hmm. everybody says goal set, goal set. Yeah, but what about the fuck yeah, you did in yeah, the past, exactly. right? Learn from that, make sure you don't make the same mistakes and go forward towards your goal. But that's a characteristic of a gladiator. It is. Right? Okay. You decide not to be a victim. Alphas and gladiators are not victims. 100%. So I created this alpha movement. You have the gladiator movement. And they're all about crafting people and businesses even into an alphas or gladiators. How the gladiator came to your mind? Is it related to the movie The Gladiator? Kind of inspired me the movie mm. Gladiator because I've watched it like about thousand and two hundred and seventy seven times it yesterday, guys. <laughs> it's uh, amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott mm. uh, was the director, mm. and he's doing Gladiator two this mm-hmm. year. Now, 
believe it or not, I can't, but I think it's called the rise of the gladiator, or gladiator rise. Mm-hmm. And that's my program. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to trademark, trademark that one. Yeah. Book. So do you know what the movie gladiator was about? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it was about? No. They asked Ridley Scott and his answer, mm-hmm. have a guess. What do you think it was about? Like trying to teach people the values, the honor and, and, yeah, rise and lift yeah. and be driven mm-hmm. and lift. It wasn't. It was a love story. No freaking way. His family died. Mm-hmm. True. And he died to be with them. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh-huh. He was happiest when he joined them. It's a love story. Yeah. Incredible, mm-hmm. no? Exactly. Although this is mm-hmm. very inspirational, but the whole journey was a love story. That's what Ridley Scott said. The movie Gladiator was a love story. Which is, he was yeah. in love with his wife mm-hmm. and his son. son. They got killed. And he went the full journey and joined them, and he was the happiest. Very interesting. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? I never yeah. thought about it in that way. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Yeah. it absolutely makes sense. So Incredible. why the gladiator? First of all, um, I resonate with Rome and Italy a lot. When I go, I've been a hundred times, mm. and I go, I, I can't stop touching the walls and mm. imagining what it was like to be there. Yes. And we're all born, well, most of us are born poor. Mm. Okay. And the more people we serve, the wealthier we get. So mm. if you look at Tom Cruise, he's the richest movie star because he serves them. More people watch him in movies than anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, Coldplay are the richest pop group because mm. they sell more tickets than anybody else. So the more people, you have, Bill Gates, computer on everybody's desk. Mm-hmm. So the more people you serve, Tesla, more electric cars than anybody else. So mm-hmm. he gets the richest. So the more people you serve, the richer you get. Mm-hmm. And it was the same. The more people you entertain, mm-hmm. the, free, the more freedom you got. And eventually, if you entertain enough people, you fought your way to freedom. I love this insight. So, and it's the same in life. And unfortunately, we believe that mm. a new generation has gone soft. We need more alphas and clients. By the way, it doesn't have to be men. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's true. alpha females, yeah. alpha in the, 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 you have the right to be a pure, beautiful, fragile woman, yet you can be a gladiator and alpha Absolutely. in the business world, right? Because at the moment, the majority of people are white businessmen mm-hmm. it's their world at the moment it, hopefully mm-hmm. it'll change and be equal to everyone but right now to succeed you need to be an alpha or a gladiator you don't get one knockback and quit mm-hmm. yeah. can you imagine you go into the arena of life and you go eh, sir i've done no practice but yeah. give me a knife yeah <laughs> how True. long would you last mm-hmm. but here you open up a business and the bank manager tells you congratulations you open the bank account but before you go leave the bank 80 percent go bust in the first year can you imagine you going to the arena with a knife yeah. and somebody said, don't worry, 80% never leave this yeah, arena. Yeah, yeah you, oh. true. So you and I are there to bring that hope and, and practice of good, good things and, 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 and repetition of mm-hmm. great values because business is about repetition and discipline, practice, the right practice, discipline, practice, practice. But having the correct values and principles. Correct. Now people have no excuse yeah. because they can follow people like you and other business leaders when I was young, there was no internet. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't know. I didn't have family to support me or anything. I had to just go and graft and find out. Do you out. think it's easier now? Never been easier than now. Mm-hmm. You know when people say, oh, God, oh, my, my, my industry is saturated. I said, name me one industry that's not saturated. True. Mm-hmm. Even space, mm-hmm. going to space is saturated yeah. now. Every billionaire sending a rocket mm-hmm. to space. So don't tell me your hardship. Be different. Be unique. That was my first company. Be unique. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what's different about you, people will judge you like everybody else. They'll pay you like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Your salary, your income will be like everybody else. Find out what's different about you and you can dictate your wealth. By talking about this part, it means that you 100% believe in personal development. I was part of my life, a big part of my life in a corporate world. Yes, they do a lot of corporate trainings, but I won't say to the level that I left corporate, and then I started my personal development journey. So you do believe personal development made you who you are now? Yes. Yes. Uh, as humans go, mm-hmm. we are creatures of nature, right? Mm-hmm. If your plant stops growing, your dog stops growing, mm-hmm. they die, right? True. So what makes us any different? And the world is moving the speed of light, even speed, faster mm-hmm. than the speed of light. The moment we stand still, we're falling behind. Mm-hmm. So, and to stop growing your mind, you die. You die slowly. We discussed this mm-hmm, before the podcast. True. The moment people retire, within two, three years, they're dead. True. They're vegetating. You've got to exercise that brain. You've got to grow. You've got to... No excuses. You know what I loved? A couple of months back, I would say, you're highly skilled. You're educated. 
you're successful. You are, you are, you are, you are. And then we had a chat on WhatsApp and I saw a post on, uh, on Instagram that you went to travel for a seminar. And I was amazed. And it's very interesting to have such people you know that they're continuously developing their uh, their self. You never think that okay, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm I'm okay, I can I can teach, but I'm done with learning. But you still learn. The reason you love it, bro, is because you're like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when we contacted each other about a year and a half ago, I never thought in my life you'll come. Mm-hmm. Never thought in my life you'll pay. I thought you'll say I'll charge you, Darius, you to attend my <laughs> seminar. You paid full mm-hmm. full price, attended turned up very left late oh my god i respect that because the moment people think they know it all they're, they're fucked mm, they're yeah done. they're done the ego is the biggest killer yeah because end of the day nothing really matters and i had this part in my life when i thought i knew it all and actually i was fucked up after that because yeah. it's absolute wrong you never it's know BS. it all and, and i had this and they say the more you learn the more you realize you don't know much true 100 yes? percent we had this chat with your father. Mm. We're learning things every single day, every single day. And that's growth and learning keeps us want to wake up in the morning. True. The moment you think you got it all, you don't value anything. Mm, 100%. After we talked about the personal development, let's, how do you define success for yourself? Success is different for everyone. Success for is, uh, I leave this life with great kids. Mm. I sleep on pillow without worrying. And I'm in relatively good health. Because you can have it all and not be in good health, not sleep well, your aches and pains. So uh, my advice, look after your body. Mm-hmm. Your body will look after your mind. Uh, I'm not happy with myself right now because I'm not much of a, you know, we talk about action. Yeah. I'm not looking much of a gladiator at the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm in work in progress, mm-hmm. no excuses. It needs that discipline in my personal, what I eat, how I exercise, how I work out. So uh, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And the healthier you are, the more people you can look after. Do you think success differs? Okay, it differs from person to another, 100%. But it differs by age as well. Like when I'm in my 20s, my success is different. Then in my 30s, success is like, I didn't value health until I had a health issue. So now part of my success is being healthy. Muhammad Ali said, if you look at life age 50, as you did when you were 30, you wasted 20 years. Uh-huh. Okay, so mm-hmm. your perspective of life changes. First of all, sex drive is the biggest driving force in young men mm-hmm. because they want to be successful to attract the best female partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, Part of an, our nature. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like people say, why does this very attractive lady looking for successful men? Because it's all about reproduction. Mm-hmm. Human beings want to have children with the best pedigree, best, best DNA. Mm-hmm. So the ladies are looking for the most successful alphas. Alphas are looking for the healthiest partners. Mm. And for the alpha to find the healthiest partner, it's got to be their top dog. True. Right? Top alpha. Mm-hmm. So that's in your 20s and 30s. But once you got that, okay, then you look at life differently. You have children. You want to set an example to them. You're not going around looking for partners, mm-hmm. male or female. True. And then when you got that, everything changes depending on your age. And then when you're young, you have a lot more energy than you in your 50s, mm-hmm. but you got a lot more experience in your 50s. So you spend your time more wisely. True. When you're in your 20s, your life's ahead of you. It's like I, I've compared it to a bag of Maltesers. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're taking Maltesers, and when you get to the end of it, you think, well, there's only three or four. Yeah, Let's cherish yeah, it. Exactly. Let's so I it. cherish my moment more than I did when I was in my 20s because I've got less days ahead of me. So your perception of life changes through, through time. So before we move a little bit forward, there are one thing that I believe it's very important for people, which is money, of course, and the opposite side or the parallel line to it, which is self-worth. Can you tell us more about this from your point of view? Sure. Um, first of all, you know, a lot of people come to my courses and they pay mm-hmm. and they don't, they decide not to learn anything. Their ego blinds them, right? Mm-hmm. And what I say to them is, don't worry about anything. I'm, you're not going to hurt me personally because I have nothing to prove. All I'm doing is sharing 40 years experience with you. It's up to you to take exactly. it on. However, get your bank statement and show it to me. If it's more than mine, I'll listen to you. True. If it's less than mine, maybe it's just worth mm-hmm. learning something. And then I get their attention. Because what you're earning today is a reflection of your self-worth. 
in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. True. You cannot charge. I'll give you an example. I charge, I charge now $1,000 an hour. Mm -hmm. okay, I sat down with my son who just joined mm -hmm. us. And he said, Dad, you're far too cheap. Charge $5,000 mm -hmm. an hour. I said, good idea. My customers are paying me $5,000 an hour. Same thing. True. Same thing. When I first came to Dubai, nobody knew me. Mm -hmm. And my internal dialogue was nobody knows me, but I know my stuff delivers. Mm -hmm. How much should I charge? I think it was 2,750 dirhams. Mm -hmm. It's about $750 a month. Yeah. When I got fully booked and I managed to get into a nice place, rent a place, get a reasonably okay car, mm -hmm. I realized I'm never going to get rich. My clients that I've earned can't afford to pay me more than that 2,750 dirhams or whatever it is. So what should I do? And I sacked all my clients. Everyone thought I was crazy. I doubled my price. I was fully booked in two weeks or a month. Doing True. exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened. I moved to a better neighborhood, wanted several cars, sacked all my clients, doubled my price up to 42,000 dirhams a month, doing half a day a, a month with them. Mm -hmm. 42,000 dollars or like 11, 12,000 dollars a month, and mm -hmm. people were paying. I was doing exactly the same thing as I was when I came to Dubai. Mm -hmm. The difference was my self worth changed. True. Give the audience a little bit of nuggets. How can they manage their self worth in a very quick thing? Value, value what you're bringing onto the table. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to save, save mm -hmm. two hours a week of his time, and he's earning $10,000 an hour, mm -hmm. that's $20,000 to him. So if I charge $10,000, he's making $10,000 profit. True. So that's my worth. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will save you 20, pay me 10 for it. So don't think, oh, nobody will pay me, nobody knows me, and find reasons to bat below what your worth is. Mm -hmm. True, 100% agree. And it happened to me also when I started the, the mentoring and the coaching. When I started this, I was always backing it up with my corporate career and, 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 and. But then at, at the time, I said, no, I'm bringing to the table much more than. And I started, my self-worth started to increase. I started to work on it. And when I charged more, people accepted it without mm -hmm. a flicker of an eye. Yes. So it's absolutely important. And it was the right people, right? Absolutely. If you took, mm -hmm. here's the thing, if you charge too cheap, those cheap people will bust your ass because 100%. what they're paying you is everything they've got. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a bigger client, you're charging more, it's a small percentage of what they got, so they leave you alone. Mm -hmm. So the bigger client, less a headache. True, 100%. People think the bigger client, more headache, yeah. and it's not no, the case. No, 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 no. Absolutely opposite. I want to move to another part, which burning your boats. Because if you have Thank boats, God you said boats. Boats. I think you're going to say burning your balls. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, that brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> the boats part. So okay. burning your boats. Yes. Actually, a lot of people trying to burn the boats, but they can't. You did a lot in this part, burning the boats so you can't go back, leaving the keys on the counter, uh, selling your business. You're burning the boats. Can you, okay, without the kind of, like you told us the stories, but a practical thing for people. Okay, people want to sit in their comfort zone, they're not burning any boats. How, what can they do? Their pain, their pain isn't enough. First of all, you start to send somebody trying. So mm -hmm. once you try, nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. you just do it. <laughs> okay? And people worry about consequences. And the, here's the fact. The consequences are never as bad as reality. Mm. You worry, you worry, you worry. And you think, what was I always? What was I worried about? It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. 100%. Mm -hmm. So face the consequences. Create enough pain for you to make the shift. So you think when people want to shift, they pushing the pedal more on the pain so yes, they can't bear enough. it anymore. They've had enough. I'm done. I need, I must. There's no trying. Mm -hmm. Everybody tries to love someone. Mm -hmm. That's why marriages fail. True. hundred percent. You either love someone love or you don't. One. To push on the pain trajectory much more yes. so you don't have, you can't bear it anymore. So you, but you mine didn't. Was, mine was circumstances, right? What I but want, I had the choice. What, what, somebody like yourself mm -hmm. and my son, you are far freaking wiser than I ever could be because you're deciding to do that change. You're deciding to shift mm -hmm. because you don't have the pains that I had. Thank mm -hmm. God, and I hope you never will. Circumstances made me do that, mm -hmm. right? True. Smart people learn from idiots like me 
I think I don't want to repeat his mistakes. Mm -hmm. I want to learn from his heart attack, his pain, True. and I'm going to implement this change. True. That's what real smartness is mm -hmm. about. 100%, 100%. And you know, like a lot of people tell that you can be an entrepreneur, either you're running after pleasure or you're avoiding pain or running away from pain. And I believe majority of entrepreneurship comes from the pain part, not Absolutely. the pleasure part. Here's the difference. People look, look at you and I, this is again referring mm -hmm. to what you were saying, and they think life's full of pleasures. Mm -hmm. They don't realize being optimistic is a decision in the morning. True. Going to the gym is a freaking decision in the morning. Turning up when your stomach's full and being hungry mm -hmm. and going for that deal growth is a freaking decision. There's no trying anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your biggest enemy is your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. True. So I hate you, it. Yes. I hate it. You hate comfort mm -hmm. zone. Most people love comfort mm -hmm. zones, right? The growth is in stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, I, I can't believe that one year plus back, I was in a totally different country. And I hated the comfort zone that I was in, and I decided to move. It's, so when I met you, you were recently coming to the world. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Like fresh, I would say. I no idea. Fresh. But I love it here. And I don't know about the future. because You just, you just made it happen. 100%. Hmm. Against all the odds, against everything. But it, it happened. You have a statement that I love, which is just one. No, no, that's because this is a really sales one. I love it, which is I will never forget to stretch across the table, shake hands and say, yeah. when are we starting? Yes. Why is this? Oh, you want to you want to make me cry. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this? The deal was, um, OK, well, we can maybe in the next podcast, we okay. can talk about the whole thing. But yeah. I'll explain to you why yeah. it was a predicament that I was in that I need, it was my last deal on the table. Mm -hmm. I had to close it or it would have been jail time because I'd written a, a payment commitment mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to pay it unless uh, I got a deal and the deals weren't coming through that fast. Mm -hmm. So I really prepared for this deal and the weekend had come. And it was a Monday morning. I met this gentleman and as I was sitting in his office, I could see his face as he was coming towards me thinking, how am I going to get rid of this guy? I don't want to buy his products. Mm -hmm. I'm laying the, or maybe I'm not even making that much money to invest with him. I don't want to take well, every, you could tell his face was like, damn, 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 I'm going to get rid Oof. of him. And I'm thinking, deal, 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 or I'm in jail, right? So <laughs> the two Ds were yeah. the crossing. The big D wins, obviously, mm -hmm. every time, right? So the guy comes over and he says, oh, Darish, I haven't had a chance to look at your proposal. And I was prepared to pull the proposal, gave it to him, and he pulls it open. And as he's, and I knew he wasn't even looking at it. He was thinking, how am I going to get rid of it? What excuse can I get <laughs> to get rid of this guy? Get him out of the office. And I just, that minute it took, or 30 seconds, felt like weeks to me. Yeah, I could feel my heart, sweat was running down my back. It's either this deal or deal. Or dead. Poof. Yeah, because in Dubai, if you bounce checks mm. and stuff, at that time, you went mm -hmm. to jail. So, and I just do something, do something, do something. And I went, it's a deal then. And that's exactly what it did. And it's incredible. Every single time I reach out, somebody shakes my hand. I said, it's a deal then. And he went, okay. And he put the agreement down and shook my hand. I said, right, if you go and get the money, mm -hmm. I can start tomorrow morning. And he went and got the checkbook. So who do I make it payable to? And I thought, shit, I didn't think that far. I didn't even have a bank account. So I went, cash. cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I got the cash. So I'll be here at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Took the cash check, went around, almost ran to the lift. And uh, he chased me. <laughs> and as the door was shutting, he was like, what the hell have I just done? I just Even paid. a stranger, 7,500 cash. cash check. So I got down and got to my car and suddenly the whole moment hit me and I just cried for hours. I opened the door, I was sick on the floor outside the car. It was just the adrenaline and I just made a decision. I, I, the funny thing is, if I always knew that if I continued to do the same thing with my son's support, I want to mm -hmm. share that with you so because he was 15 mm -hmm. and during break time, she used to call for when all, all his mates were running around the park, he knew that pain his dad was on there and he was that's making cold calls for me that's really good and then and he used to kick my ass dad you make that you do that you do that at 15. he was mm. working with me since age 13 but that pushing me here mm. in dubai since age of 15. so you live by this principle always so stretch. so what happened was yes i close yeah. deals every time because you know my competitors mm. you know what they say mm. think about it yeah true i'll come back to you you call mm. me back nothing happens because they're comfortable true right so in the car, I just 
said to myself, this soon shall pass because I'm doing the right things. Mm -hmm. It's just the time. But I will always reach across the table and ask for the business, even when my stomach's full. Before coming here, mm -hmm. I did a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Do I have to? Not really. No. Do I need it? Not at all. Mm -hmm. Is it going to give me a bit of hard work? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it was a deal on the table. I had to close it. And it, there's no better feeling. There's no better aphrodisiac than closing a deal. Before we move from this part, so I'm stretching my hand. and He's going to stretch his hand as well. What are we doing together? I think the audience, that's going to be we, a, actually a surprise. Yeah, we're yeah. going to start several businesses out there sure. that are going to be extremely profitable, but it's not going to change lives. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring some fun and entertainment, and we're going to go into the storage business. However, mm -hmm. you have a huge movement, and I've got the Gladiator movement, and I think together with your energy, we could do incredible things. 100%. On there, I think we'll have about 3 million. Mm -hmm. True. It's crazy, True. actually. If you think about it, it's countries. That's right? not a movement. <laughs> It's a, it's a country. Absolutely. So together mm -hmm. we could do amazing things. I'm not, um, I was doing my Gladiator Mastery on a monthly basis, getting 100 yeah. people paying two, $3,000 each. Uh, I got involved. It was too much. I mm -hmm. just want to educate. You have this movement together. We get together. We, our team, my team together, we'll sell the tickets. We'll do huge venue. Everybody waits for this. That's going to be a big thing. And since the Gladiator and the Alpha says that they're going to do this, it's going to happen right. and it's going to happen big time. So sooner we'll than later, sooner Absolutely. than later. I'm looking Done. forward for this. Done. That's the stretch. Done. Okay. The last question before I close, tell me a hidden talent or a skill that you have that nobody knows. And keep it clean. Do you know or not? <laughs> and you want me to keep it clean? Uh, whatever you want. Actually. I am genuinely connected and interested with the people I come across. Mm-hmm. They don't feel that I'm just play acting. I'm really interested in whoever crosses my path. The moment they feel that, they want to do business with me. 100%. So the first rule of sales and business is that people will only do business with you if they like you, they trust you, True. and you are like them. And the only way you can be is genuinely childlike interest in other people. Mm -hmm. I love that, 100%. Love that's my gift. Love that. I've, from the heart, I love everyone. And I, as a friend and as a brother, I really feel it. F from the very few people that I feel this from you, F with the help, with the, you always, we always share together things, even like it's not business related. We share it. You keep the relationship up and alive. I love this actually. It's the, very rare. Yeah. You are one of those rarities because I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. right? It's an honor. It's my pleasure. It's, it's my, my family's pleasure. So thank I you. appreciate it. Guys, you will see us in the coming period all over the place. You will see that. Smash it. The last thing before we close is we have something here called the Alpha Memoir, the Alpha Talks Memoir, where actually the Alpha guest will write three things. The first one is the overall experience about the, the podcast. The second is a question to the upcoming Alpha guest. And the third one is to answer the question from the previous guest. So if I will tell you the question from the previous guest, and you know, everything we do this way is because to connect the alphas together, even if they don't know each other. But let's, what was the hardest thing you had to do to get to where you are? The hard thing, hardest thing I had to do, I had to sacrifice my family time. Mm -hmm. The time that I'll never get back. Hard work is easy. Getting mm -hmm. up early is easy. But... When you let the temptation of come home, I missed, I missed my son and daughter grow, my first two growing up while I was working hard. Mm. And that was the toughest thing I had to do. The sacrifices you make to get somewhere are the tougher things. 100%. And actually, I feel the same. People, people mm. who don't, are not prepared to make sacrifices don't make. True. In your gladiator mastery, before we close, because I have to say this, the first thing that Daryush opens the mastery with, he asks a question why people are not successful. And you hear a lot of things, right, left and center, a lot, a lot, a lot. But the main thing is that people are not willing to make a sacrifice. They're not willing true. to trade true. anything. True. Yeah, there's this sense of entitlement. 100%, 100%. Brother, it's really a pleasure, and I want to do the second part of this we'll do podcast. 20 parts, 100 100%. It's really a pleasure to have you today. And I'm sure that this episode will be a bomb because I'm sitting with a real bomb, a gladiator. Thank you very much.
That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.